Hello, this is Gordon again. I thought I'd have some fun with you and take you on a little financial journey with me. Let's do what Alice did in Wonderland and step through the looking glass into the financial looking glass world, where everything appears to be the same, yet is somehow very different. In other words, let's flip our paradigm around and look back at ourselves through the eyes of the system. I have to warn you that this may be an unsettling experience, but it will definitely provide some food for thought. First, let's set up the premise, then I'm going to let the system speak for itself. No doubt you still believe that you are the owner of your own labor, and that when you work at a job or run your own business, the wages or compensation you receive actually belong to you, aside from some taxes you have to pay, of course. But could the opposite actually be true? What if the minute you were born, the system placed a claim on everything you will earn your whole life, while graciously permitting you to keep the remainder, whatever isn't taxed or siphoned off through inflation and finance charges? If you earn, say, $50,000 a year over a 40-year period, $2 million will pass through your hands during your lifetime. But how much of that $2 million do you actually end up with? Not much is the usual answer. So where does it all go? Most people you know don't live extravagant lives. They live in modest homes, they drive modest cars, they try to send their kids to good schools while saving for retirement, yet somehow seem to struggle every inch of the way, often with very little to show for a lifetime of hard work. Couples with both spouses working may be millionaires several times over in terms of combined lifetime earnings, yet they end up praying that Social Security will survive long enough to carry them through old age. Why is this? And where does their money really go? Let's hear what the system has to say. Okay, here's the system speaking to you. Hello, and thanks for being born. I depend on millions of new copies of you workers each year so I can keep my cradle-to-grave benefit scheme operating smoothly. I'll eat about 50% of your labor as the years go by, but you probably won't even notice how much you're actually paying me. You'll pay me a lot of federal income tax, but it shouldn't hurt too bad because I have it removed from your paycheck each week before you even see it. I set that scheme up back in 1943 when your grandparents weren't looking and it's worked great ever since. Plus, in most of my states, you'll pay a separate income tax to my state departments of revenue. I always appreciate that extra donation. You'll pay FICA and Medicaid tax to me too, and if you're an employer, you'll kick in another half for each of your employees. I love it when that happens. Each time you eat at a restaurant or a drive-thru, you'll pay me food and beverage tax. When you place a telephone call or use cable TV, you'll pay me various federal, state, and local excise taxes, as you will each time you use my internet. Those taxes are already hidden in your basic service plans. Every single product you will ever buy contains more hidden taxes you'll pay me. Since the companies that manufacture those products pay me their fair share of corporate taxes, then pass those taxes along to you so you can pass them along to me in the form of higher prices. Even I can't believe how well this works. If you own your own home, you'll pay me property tax, and even if you rent a home or apartment, you'll pay part of the landlord's property tax each month with every rent check you write. So I'll be sure to get property tax from you one way or the other your whole life. By the way, you may think you'll finally own your own home when the mortgage is paid off, but you won't really own it because, well, if you don't pay me property tax for a few years, I'll just get one of my sheriffs to take your house and sell it. Many of my states will charge you sales tax on almost everything you buy, even on life's necessities like toilet paper and beer. And every time you renew a driver's license or a vehicle registration or obtain a fishing, hunting, or occupational license, you'll pay me another tax. Here's a biggie. When you die, your estate will pay me a nice, hefty tax on everything you leave behind. 
So in a sense, don't you really pay that tax too? And let's not forget the biggest tax you'll ever pay me, which is the inflation tax. This is my favorite. You see, the paper money I create out of thin air and provide for your use is designed to deteriorate in buying power each year, which means you need more paper money each year just to break even with last year. That's a great tax, one I've always appreciated ever since my Federal Reserve System was created for me back in 1913. You pay state and federal excise tax on each gallon of gas you pump, plus additional taxes called tolls when you travel down certain of my roads. Even feeding one of my parking meters is a tax, and if the meter runs out, you pay an even bigger tax called a fine. Actually, if you think of your remaining time here on Earth as minutes on life's parking meter, every other quarter you insert will be mine until the day your meter expires. So you see, it's really not hard for me to get 50% of your entire lifetime productive economic output. But because I'm a benevolent system, I'll let you keep the other half just so you feel like it's your own money. Actually, I'm getting ahead of myself here because my bankers who run my central banking system for me will take about another 30% of your lifetime labor in the form of finance charges and interest payments on all those installment loans you love. What's really great is that you'll keep paying me those finance charges, not just during your working years, but from your late teens all the way up until the day you die. For every half dozen cars or so that you own, you'll pay me the equivalent in combined finance charges of an entire brand new car, one you'll never even get to drive. In fact, when I add up all the finance charges, you'll end up paying me on revolving credit card balances, mortgage payments, student loans, furniture and appliance loans, business loans, and other installment arrangements. It's pretty easy for my bankers to get me that extra 30% I mentioned above and beyond the 50% you already pay me in taxes. Let's see, that's 80% to me, which leaves you with about 20%, out of which you'll also have to cover 100% of your remaining living expenses, not to mention trying to scrape together enough to retire on. Of course, that will prove almost impossible for most of you, but don't worry. I'm already taxing the younger generation pretty hard, and I'll be sure to send some of that along to you each month for as long as I can keep my social security scheme afloat. Of course, when the day comes that I have to pull the plug on all of my welfare programs, and don't tell anybody, okay, but with the baby boomers all coming through at the same time, that day may not be far off. Well, I can just start some new wars, which have always been terrific for my economy. You know, there's nothing like a wartime economy to get the gears of industry really rolling and putting everyone to work making jets, bombs, and bullets. Who knows, I might even be able to stretch this invisible war on terror out for a few more generations. Of course, and I only say this as your friend. If you don't pay me all these taxes I've been talking about, I'll just have to levy your paycheck, place a lien against your property, or just seize and sell it at auction to get what I need. I certainly can't keep my empire expanding without enough worthless paper money, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your lifetime of patriotic generosity. Okay, this, this is Gordon. I'm back. That was the system speaking to you, and I really hope you enjoyed that little chat. Now, are you starting to see what I meant earlier? by a little trip through the economic looking glass? Would you like to see where that trip ends? What if I were to tell you that you could learn how to ignore the economy and create your own economy by making better use, scientific use, of the same money you've already got coming in? And how would you like to learn how to do this without a degree in economics or any prior investing experience? If you have any questions, just shoot me an email from the contact link on this page. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to keep feeding those meters.